It is the Thursday, January 6th edition of Baseball Today. My man T. Plouffe already rocking out. I am Chris Rose. It is good to be with everybody today. And I got to tell you, I am super excited. Do you have any idea why on this date? Hmm. I don't. I'm sure you're going to tell us, though. So Because season six of BattleBots launches tonight on Discovery and Discovery Plus. Have you even watched a single episode? Of course I've watched BattleBots. Okay. Does Teddy like it? I've showed him some stuff, and what he said was, I want to build one. Remember I told you Uncle right. Uncle uh, Chris is going to help us build one? Yes. No, no, no. I'll get somebody who can help build one. Do not ask sure. Uncle Chris. Uncle Chris has good connections. <laughs> Uncle Chris cannot. No. So, yeah, watch tonight. Try and get him to watch. Uh, I will. On the West Coast feed, you could watch it at 5 o'clock, obviously, if you're on the East Coast, 8 o'clock, and then you can find all the good stuff on Discovery+. Plus. But it, it was a fun season. Everything in Las Vegas was really cool. I, I love it. I, re- I remember you being out there. We FaceTimed quite yes. a bit while you were out there. Yes, we did. We were we did. real tight at that time of our lives. Yes. Well, we're still tight. It's just we're, you real, know, tight. Ba- we're real tight. It's just uh, it's just baseball's not real tight right now. So I, I just to- want you to come golfing with me. That's all. It will happen. It will. It'll probably have to happen after the Super Bowl because you know I know, my weeks I are know, really. Yeah, ultra focused. Maybe, maybe your buddy Matthew Stafford will be playing in that game. Who knows? He might be if he stops throwing it to the other team. Hey, he had a victory in Baltimore. Relax, bro. What's their record? Eleven and four, or something like that. Twelve and four. Yeah. So they they have a you know if they win they'll be the two seed, and uh, that'll be a good spot for them to be in. So we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's get to a little baseball. Um, not much happening except for conjecture. And last night at Dirk Nowitzki's retirement ceremony in Dallas, who was there? We saw C.D. Lamb. We saw Amari Cooper of the Dallas Cowboys. And who was sitting next to those two in the front row? Clayton Kershaw. Yes, a dignitary of Dallas. Of course, he grew up there. That's where he lives in the offseason. So it got me thinking, what's your gut telling you? Is he coming back? First of all, Clayton, legend. And my gut, my mind, everything, people on Twitter, everyone's saying Clayton's coming back to L.A. And I kind of like started to think, is Clayton more famous in L.A. or Dallas? It's got to be L.A., right? I, I know totally. he's from Dallas. He lives there. Yeah. Or maybe both. Yeah. Like, the, is the guy just he's a guy guy in two cities? I like that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you that. I have to tell you this from having worked in the sports world for almost three decades. The Dallas Cowboys are on a different level down there. So any athlete in Dallas, if you are a cow, like if you're a starting corner, that's like the number two corner on the Cowboys, you're still more popular than basically any other athlete in that city, except for maybe a Luka Doncic. Nolan Ryan, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, Nolan Ryan. Okay. We're talking about a a legend who played down there. Yeah, I know. know. You know, all that sort of stuff. But I'm talking about. He's coming back to LA. That's just. I really believe that. So here's what I I had to think a little bit. I wondered the longer this lockout goes, and one of these days on this show, we will talk about now they've gone well over a month without speaking, what that means for spring training and the season and everything else. But just as far as if that continues to get pushback, Clayton and his wife, Ellen, they just had their fourth child. Does it make you wonder if he says, ah, screw it, I'm good. 
It makes me wonder. Yes. I mean, this is the thing everyone has to remember. He left last season uh, with an elbow issue. Mm -hmm. So, and there's a reason the Dodgers didn't offer him a qualifying offer. They were interested in, you know, what was going to become of this injury. So I think we have to check in on that. If his elbow is all good and and he's ready to go, I think he's going to pitch. I think he has um, a lot of baseball left in him. If he wants, like you said, he could do whatever he's made all his money. He has all the accolades. I found something interesting, Chris. And I had the utmost respect for Clayton. Now it just grew. 23-year-old Clayton Kershaw won a gold glove. Did he? He was out there slanging that glove around as a young buck. It just added the next level of respect. I love Clayton. Do whatever you want, dude. I think you're going to be back in LA, though. So a gold glove is what took him to another level of respect in your book? Yeah, because, you know, I don't love starters in general. Clayton's, you know worthy of respect because of his body of work. But, you know, when a guy's getting after it and he's taking PFP seriously and he's throwing you, hitting you in the chest and fielding bunts, yeah, there's a little bit more respect. What makes you think that Clayton Kershaw doesn't take every single facet of baseball seriously? Well, some guys take it seriously, Chris, and then can't do it. And trust oh, okay. me, if you want to just go to, okay. go to spring training and check that out. But Clayton can do it, too. I didn't know that. I'm just saying I didn't know. I did did I ever tell you I did PFPs with the Colorado Rockies one year? Yeah. You've yes. seen that video where the yes. dad bot is just, there's just extra layers. This was always Millar's shtick. Whenever we did something, if we were taking BP or PFPs that day or whatever, he would always order smaller pants and shirts than I, than I would need because he loved it when everybody could see just the globs of extra goo all over my body. Teams do that anyway. I'm convinced in spring training, they give you the worst outfits. They want to see what kind of shape you're in. Like yeah. You can't hide with some of that, uh, that dry fit stuff. Um, I, I guess I never really answered this question. I also believe that Kershaw is coming back, and I also believe it's with the Dodgers. I don't see him. You know, Everybody is pointing toward the Rangers. I don't think he wants to be a part of that. I think he wants to pitch in, although I like what the Rangers are doing, I probably think at best at this point, they're probably at best a 500 team, which would be a monumental leap from a team that won 100 or lost 102 games a year ago. But I don't think at this point in his career, he wants to be part of a two to three year turnaround. He wants to pitch in where every game is meaningful. And that's, I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. Now, with that being said, uh, when I got a good look at his tickets, this is just kind of a quick (laughs) topic. Your favorite sporting event that you have attended as a spectator is what? This goes all the way back to 2003, I believe. Um, USC football hot in the streets. I wanted to go to USC. I knew I was going to go to USC, but um, there was other colleges recruiting me as well, UCLA being one of them. So they had this thing called a junior day. Brought me on the field um, when they were playing USC. That's why I chose the game, obviously, kind of. Sorry about that, UCLA. Uh, On the field, I saw Carson Palmer flip into the end zone. There was like a Mike Williams TD where he like stood over. It it was an incredible game. They whooped up on UCLA, and it was like I was rooting for the Trojans, but UCLA gave me the tickets. I felt a little bad, but. No, you didn't. That's how I was back in the day. Look out. That's okay. Good one. You? Uh, For me, it was uh, January 3rd, 1987, I believe is the date. Uh, Cleveland Browns playoff game against the New York Jets. We had season tickets, but it was the first playoff game that I had personally attended. And the Browns 
uh, they were a huge favorite and they were losing to the Jets. We gave up a Freeman McNeil. Speaking of UCLA, that's where he went. Touchdown with a little over five to go, and we were down 20 to 10. I remember turning to my brother, who was uh, in college at the time and home on break. I was like, I can't take this. Let's get out of here. And he said, sit your fucking ass down. My brother doesn't swear. He's like, I'm not leaving. Well, somehow the Browns scored 10 points in the last five minutes, forced overtime. It ended up being going into double overtime where Mark Mosley hit a game-winning field goal, and it was amazing because the stadium had started to empty out. And then when we got it to 20 to 17 with under two minutes to go, they opened up all these old garage doors and let people back in the stadium. It was crazy. A lot of That's fun. That's awesome. And then the next That's week, awesome. John Elway tore my heart out by doing the drive right in front of my face. Oh, okay. Let's move on. Okay. Um, latest episode of the Rose rotation. Uh, we've got a lot of good, positive response about it. And we, we appreciate those guys joining us. Uh, Jeff and Howard and Ken uh, Hall of Fame discussion. There's one specific area I want to focus on, and it got everybody's blood boiling a little bit, and it had to deal with the infamous character clause that is given to writers when they're filling out their ballots. So here's a little taste of what happened in the Rose rotation. I voted based on what a guy did on the field. I think the character clause is complete garbage and needs to be extricated from the entire process because I think the notion that sports writers are going to be the moral arbiters for baseball players is positively laughable. And the reason why I don't think the character clause needs to go is because this sport spends a lot of time profiting off of character. They spend a lot of time selling character. They go out of their way to sell people's characters and the players go out of their way to sell character. So if you're going to try to profit off of character, you better walk the walk. So um, let me ask you this as a former player. Are you in favor or not? I, I tend to agree with what Jeff said, like letting sports writers be the, the moral, you know, arbiters, you the arbiters is what he said. Yeah. I understand that point. I also understand Howard's point. This is a this is a touchy subject, and it's difficult to really formulate an opinion without really going super super deep. And this is a thirty minute show, so uh, I would say what's difficult for me in letting the morality clause kind of happen is we know people that are already in the hall have some serious issues, and it didn't matter then. So it's like. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen then. Are we going to do it now when we, we know things? Maybe. I have a very cloudy um, brain when it comes to this question. I'm just being honest. Well, yeah, it, it, and that's why I brought it up, because it is so controversial. Like, uh, we threw that clip out there on social media, and somebody said, well, what happens if in between the time somebody um, retires and then is hall eligible that they commit murder or something like that? I was like, okay. That's a one-off. I haven't heard it a lot, but maybe it, that could happen. And then, then we're all sitting here in a somewhat of a conundrum. For me, I I lean toward what Jeff said. Uh, the the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the Baseball Hall of Fame are very different in terms of their mm-hmm. voting guidelines. And I know voters in in both sports very well. In the NFL, they strictly say it is all about on the field. They didn't care that Lawrence Taylor was snorting the twenty-yard line. You know, they don't care that certain guys will get suspended for PEDs. Okay, they, they don't, they're not going to care. Um, and I'll use the case of, a, of a, a Julian Edelman, who I think will be 
an interesting guy on the ballot in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He was suspended for four games for PED use. Nobody's going to give a shit about that. No. But in, in our sport that we love and cover, my God, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, these are all guys that put up pretty much Hall of Fame credentials and aren't in because of that issue. So I have a pro- I do have a problem with it. I think the character clause is ridiculous. I think it was created back in a day where, you know, we must care about character. We've grown as a society. I'm not saying that. We care like- about character now. Back when that was put in, I'm sure there was the media was the guard of not letting the true character out. Like that used to happen too. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, it sounds, it's, it's interesting because I'll tell you, but when you do, get voted into either hall of fame or any hall of fame, all of a sudden you have a, a bigger platform. You're profiting oh, yes, you off do. that. So it's like, you know, if we know someone is a complete POS, like now we're going to just give him a platform to do what. And, but then, yeah, it's like who, who gets to decide who is a POS and who isn't it's, it's, it's tricky, man. Baseball's put ourselves in a really interesting situation in a lot of different facets. That's the number one point, and I think the number one thing I got out of, of having that discussion about the Hall of Fame was that we have to remember it as a museum. And museums are around to tell both good and not so great parts of stories. Yeah. And that's what it is. It doesn't mean that, that history, just because it was bad, didn't happen. It just means that it happened and we have to learn from it. And that's the role of a museum first and foremost, is to teach and educate. Yes, it means a lot to those people that get in and it can change their lives. It changes the way they feel about themselves, maybe the way they look at themselves, and it can change their pocketbooks. I guarantee you that. Yeah, I mean, I I tend to agree that we should just put everything in there and then explain everything. Here's what happened. Here's, you know here's this scandal here's you know whatever i think I, I agree with that so i guess if i agree with that then that means that the morality clause should be gone all right that makes uh, a nice by the way check out uh, the latest episode of the rose rotation uh it's gotten a lot of positive feedback i really appreciate everybody tuning into it that has and uh if you have baseball friends that haven't been tuning in because of the lockout or whatever this is kind of a, a nice little one-off um, kind of going down a different road than we usually do with the Rose Rotation. Speaking it was of really the Hall good, Fame, Chris. Pardon me? It was really good. Thank you. No, I, I really enjoyed doing it, and we'll be doing that on a yearly basis, no question. Speaking of the Hall and being Hall eligible for the first time, A-Rod is. Uh, a report in the New York Post said that he is on his way out from Sunday Night Baseball, and our guy David Cohn might be one of the replacements. Coney, if that's what you want, we are rooting you on. Two thumbs up in that area. But a-Rod's days at ESPN might not be over. He is reportedly being considered for a Manning cast type program. Does that interest you? It does not. First, I want to say, yeah, Coney will be excellent in that booth. I love totally. listening to him call games. So yeah, shout out Coney. Uh, I would not be interested in that. I don't think it would be very informative. I think it'd be more of like some sort of laugh zone you know like trying to have a good time I, and i don't want to watch baseball like that so maybe some so people are you interested, not interested I in interested. it are you not interested in the idea or are you not interested in the idea with it with a rod i'm interested in the idea but not with a rod and i was trying to i was i wanted to come up with two names uh, who i thought could you know go do it mm-hmm. and i came up with a couple but they're still playing 
but they're like almost out. I think these I mean, guys would be perfect together. Adam Wainwright and, and Andrew McCutcheon. Great you the pitcher. Course. You have the hitter. Great personalities. Um, faced each other a lot. So, like, you know, they have some history. Yep. Some back and forth, whatever. Uh, really I think funny. Excellent. Smart, yeah. decorated yeah. players. Exactly. You, you, there's a lot of criteria for that. Totally. Like, I, people are like, oh, you could do it. I, I could not do it. I don't have the accolades. I don't have the postseason success. You have to have, like, real guys in there. They can talk about every single moment of the game. I don't have that. And I admit it. That's fine. Guys like that, like Kutch and Wainwright, perfect. Maybe like yeah, a Molina. I, I like those guys. Like the older guys that are just straight fresh out the game. Yeah. No, I think that's a great call. The reason the Manning cast works is because, A, they both played the most important position in sports. So mm-hmm. there's, they can explain everything that's going on in the field. Uh, I love the Manning cast, except when your team's playing in in the game yeah the browns just played on a monday night even though the game didn't mean anything the browns i watched a little bit of the manning cast but i couldn't get as into it i just couldn't so um, because it gets to a point where it's not like yeah focus on the game it's more but that's good it's called i like i do i agree i agree yeah yeah it's called an alternate broadcast for a reason if they build their if they want to die on the hill of a rod it's the wrong way i don't have anything Against A Rod personally, like he's not a guy I hang out with. I know people who do. I have a good friend who's very good friends with him, and he and I talk about this all the time. He's not likable. You have to be likable in that. He's not. Some people really like A Rod. Okay, stop. You really think A Rod's a likable guy when it comes to television? You think he comes across as genuine and likable? I mean, look, this—I've been on—I've been on record many times saying I don't enjoy what he does, but some people do. He's not for—I don't think he's for like baseball, baseball people. I think he's for like a, ca- a very, very casual fan but because people because know him know his, his face exactly. He doesn't, he doesn't, but that's what—that's what—that's what they're trying to do—is draw on a more casual fan. I would agree with you there. Which I think is a mistake. I I think it's a mistake, but that's what they're trying to do. Don't you think Peyton and Eli are likable? Yeah. Okay. I don't find it with A-Rod. I just don't. Everything that comes out of his mouth feels calculated. (laughs) Trust me. I'm on the same page as you. Tell me, do you have any guys that you think would be good in the role? No, I I think you nailed it with those two guys. Um, I was thinking Votto. I think like Votto maybe is too technical. Oh, Votto would be a hilarious watch he'd be really good yeah i know i would i know i would like that oh, i'm trying to i'm trying great. to go like general population tuning into a baseball game because of this thing i think kutch and wainwright would do really well Votto would be great um yeah you know the thing is one thing you have to keep in mind and they do in my opinion and this is a little inside media they do one too many guests on the manning cast like i wouldn't have one i think quarter. so too i'd have three spread out throughout the game because i think those guys are so good at talking football when it needs to be talked about. They shouldn't have one in the fourth quarter. Like, let's talk about the game. Let's let the game tell the story. But you need guys in those seats that the guests are excited to talk to. Right? Yeah. And and guys like Wainwright and McCutcheon, I do think, fit that bill. And you have to keep going on this, but I think you have to know how to engage fans. So you have to know how to use social media because I feel like that's very social-ish. Mm-hmm. You can't just be up there. Like, I don't think the guys uh, that do kind of like the Fox stuff could do that. 
and I guess that kind of includes a rod. I think like he needs to know how to like engage in the, in like a more modern way with fans. Well, I will say this. I do think Poppy could do it because of the reverence that people have for him in the sport. I do. I actually think he gets lost on the Fox show. Poppy's really smart, dude. I don't yeah, know he is. He is. If you've he spent is. any time with him. Mm-hmm. But when you just sit and talk baseball with him, he's really good. But they always want to build him up as like the jokester. Yeah. And, you know, the guy that's, who's that's ripping not, on so A-Rod. Is that him or is that like Fox doing that? I, I think it's producers. And like I said, I know all those guys. They're Some of them are really good friends of mine. Mm-hmm. I think that and I do think they do a good job on that show. I really do. I think that in the playoffs, I think Kevin Burkhart does a phenomenal job. Um, you know, I, and he I does. think those guys, you know, they've done a really nice job uh, ingratiating themselves to an atmosphere in baseball. You know, they'll park themselves right outside of Fenway Park for a big playoff game or Wrigley Field or something. And they really make it almost like a college game day type atmosphere, which I think they've really done an excellent job there. So I agree. I I'm sticking with my guys. I've been racking my brain trying to find other people I think would be good. That's really role, good. Yeah, I'm proud of shoot. you. Really proud of you. There are a couple guys I would suggest, but I think one of them has kind of gone off the deep end, so I'm not going to bring up his name. All right. Um, here's something that's kind of near and dear to your heart since you s- spent much of your career up in the Twin Cities. Uh, throughout the holiday season, I was combing around social media, and I saw this teacher up there. I don't know if he's in Minneapolis, but obviously he's a – Minnesota sports fan, and he said several interesting things to the kiddos in his class. So give a listen. Why? Because I'm not a Fairweather fan who bails on their teams. You were born here. This is your curse. Suck it up. Join the party, the worst party in the history of mankind. But you're in the party. You're on the invite list. You can't get out. You can't get out. No, 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 have you ever heard the song Hotel California? It should be called Hotel Minnesota because there's a line where it's like, but you can't ever leave. And you can't. You can't ever leave. You are a fan of Minnesota sports teams. You don't have a choice. You can't say, oh, the Yankees are good. Nope. The Yankees are dead to all of us. We have to continue to cheer for a team that spends $90 million when others are spending $350 million. We're, we're done. We're done. <laughs> I like it. Who's that team spending 350? Yeah. Okay. So his numbers Let's are a little again. off. Hopefully he's not <laughs> teaching math. You know, hopefully it's something else. So what'd you think? Thumbs he's up ha- or he- thumbs down? He sounds like a Jets fan. And that's <laughs> look, guys. I know Minnesota people very well. And yes, I know the sports have been just haunting for them. You know, the twins and the playoff woes, the Yankees being, you know, just really the dad there in that relationship. Uh, the Vikings have not been there. Um, there was the missed field goal when they were playing at the University of Minnesota. Who was that? Blair Walsh, maybe? Yes, yes against Seattle. Against Seattle, yeah, he pulled it. Um, the list can go on and on and on. They've had a tough fandom. But usually they're just too nice. And I think that's kind of this. This is the message the guy is giving. He's like, we're just too nice. We're not going to switch teams. We they Minnesota people sneaky love Minnesota. Not even sneaky. Like they are oh, very like passionate sneak. about just being Minnesotan. So they're never going to leave their fan bases. I pray that we, they start winning some championships in Minnesota. It's a great 
place to play sports. The fans are great because they do stick by you no matter what. And you know what? Going back to our last question, the guy that's going to bring him a ship, Mayrod's in Minnesota now, baby. Ah, it's your duty. Come on, Alex. Yeah, well, they do have some good young players on the T Wolves, so they they've been an interesting ride this year. Um, I think it gets to the bigger question of fandom and being born into it, right? I mean, yeah, like both my kids were born in Los Angeles. They have spent less than a hundred days total in Cleveland, Ohio, but they love Cleveland sports teams. So it's like their dad poisoned them from birth. Uh, So you could have taken this teacher and put them in, in Cleveland, in Detroit, um, you know, in Cincinnati, exactly in in a lot of cities, but it is easy to, I am. I'm always curious about the fan who grew up a, uh, Yankees, Lakers, and Cowboys fan. Just does that piss they don't you get off? To, they don't get to talk about anything. I don't care if your dad was a fan of all those teams. You don't get to talk about anything. Like I, I truly believe you need to root for the sports teams where you like live or grew up. Like if you if you move, I think you're allowed to switch sports teams hmm. because you want to go to games. Like here, I am in LA. I we had no team growing up, a football team. So I became a Seahawks fan when Pete went there because he was at right. USC. Loved that. Uh, we used to go to Seattle and see games. And now that I've met Matthew and he's playing for the Rams, like this is a perfect time for me to switch and be a Rams fan. Like I want to be able to oh, go. So you've see given my up team. your Seahawks allegiance? Pretty much. Oh, Russ is on the way out. Pete's the oldest coach in the head in the NFL. Like those are the those are the reasons I love Marshawn. Those are the guys that I love there, and the reason why I wanted to be a Seattle uh, Seahawks fan. But now it's make, it just makes sense for me to, even when uh, Matthew's gone, to be a Rams fan because I want to go to the games. So for, root for my hometown. By by your thought process, when the Cleveland Browns did not exist from '96 through '98, I should have picked another team. I, I mean, I didn't have a team for my entire childhood, Chris, in LA. Yeah, I, I just can't do that. I'm a, I'm a loyal, I'm a loyal one sh- one stop shopper. That's it. That's Cleveland. I can't. I forgot that Cleveland didn't have a football team for that. Oh, I didn't. That amount of time. It was brutal. Ouch. I was working at CNN at the time every Sunday, and everybody's all fired up about the NFL, and I was like, this day sucks. It, just, it was horrible. Not having. I mean, the Browns were my team five times in the '80s. We won the division, made the playoffs. Got to close to the Super Bowl three times, all that sort of stuff, and then just have it yanked away from you. That sucked. So mm. I don't know. I thought for a while that somebody was going to knock on our door and take me away um, <laughs> because I was mentally abusing our children, making them Cleveland sports fans. <laughs> so, hey, c- can I make a definitive statement here? Yes. This is about allegiances and your teams. If you go to a sporting event, that doesn't involve your team. Say you're a Niners fan and you're going to a Rams Seahawks game. Do not wear your 49ers gear to the game. Like, don't. Like, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Please don't. If you're a person that does that, I beg you, please stop. Is that just a safety issue or is it just doesn't look good? It just is ridiculous. Okay. That has nothing to do with safety. I mean, I guess you could bring that into the discussion, but it looks ridiculous. Yeah. So am I wrong to have not let my kids root for LA teams? No, it's fine. I, I, I don't, I honestly don't really have a problem with it. As long as you like go to the games and are, are engaged. And I think that's fine. I think the, the main, my main point in rooting for your hometown team is 
you can go to so many more sporting events and like, be a part of it more, like be actually a part of the community. I know, right? I mean, Brady for his 16th birthday, he was. I was like, "What do you want to do?" He's because I want to go to a Browns game. Yeah, you guys go to games. Yeah, well, we do when the when the Guardians now come out here mm-hmm. and they go to Anaheim. We'll go to games every year. Yeah. You know, when they come out to That's LA cool. and play the Dodgers every six years, we'll go to those games. Um, or we'll try and find a place where Cleveland's playing. We've been to a couple Browns games when they've been out here to play the Chargers. Um, but Brady wanted to go to a, a Browns game in Cleveland for his 16th birthday. So I flew he and Michelle out there and they destroyed the bears. It's about the high yes. point of the Browns season. So there you go. What do you have coming up on John boy, my friend? Uh, we did, um, a ridiculous, um, talking baseball yesterday. We did our hall of fame ballot. I mean, I'll ask you this. You think we took it seriously? I, I actually watched the first three minutes of it, and I did. I knew you did not, so I'm, I'm anxiously <laughs> awaiting. I get to watch the last fifty minutes coming up shortly. If these mfers that got a vote don't take it seriously, we're not going to take it seriously. Either. Oh, okay. That's Good. the overarching point right there. Yes, very nice. Uh, Rose rotation, the hall, the the Hall of Fame one, where the guys did take it seriously. Still out. Go consume it. Uh, really a lot of fun. And then remember the other day I was, I was worried about if, if my guest would show up for the Rose rotation, I should have had no fear. He was on Mm. time. It's just, we didn't communicate. I didn't communicate effectively. So giants pitcher, Alex Wood will be on the show next week. Yeah, he was excellent. He was really fun. Good energy. You know, I hadn't, I've talked to him a couple times over the years, but never at length. That's what I kind of like is that I get to, no guys over a 45 minute span. It really was fun. We covered a lot of stuff. You know, he went to UGA, so he's a big dogs guy. So he's very excited about next Monday against Alabama. Yeah, it's a big game. Hell yeah, it is. Heck yeah. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. A lot you of good do such stuff. a good job, man. I'm so proud of you. Oh, stop. I appreciate it. I it, am. I swear. It's been so much fun. I mean, it is. It's really a lot of fun to get to know these guys and talk to him for a while and, and hopefully it just continues to grow and um, we'll keep post everybody posted on what we're doing for the 2022 season. A lot of stuff com- about to come out, Chris, a lot of stuff. Yeah. You keep saying this. I can't wait. In fact, so, so Brady, uh, you know, Brady's a sophomore in high school. He came home yesterday. He goes, dad, is John boy making a big announcement? I was like, what, what do you mean? He said, well, Sam Singer, that's his buddy is on the baseball mm-hmm. team with him said there's something big going on at John Boy. What is it? I can't tell you. What I didn't say was I can't tell him because I don't know. <laughs> no, you know everything. Oh, oh a lot of stuff going on. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is big. Am That's I gonna big. get a contract extension? I don't oh, know. Don't stop. We're not playing that oh, game no. through the media. Anybody uh-uh. else want me? Oh my God. I heard MLB Network's got space now. They got space. Are you an insider? I'm very critical, though. Oh, yeah. Then it probably won't work. Yeah. I have an authority issue. Uh, issue with authority. Oh, do you? Yeah, oh, I do. Really? Yeah. Wow, you like being married. That's the only person I let boss me around. Because <laughs> she's that is a life. That is a lifetime one-way contract, brother. <laughs> I'm going to let you know. All right, dude. Um, have a great weekend. Um, enjoy your family. Enjoy whatever else you may be doing out there. And thanks, everybody, for listening 
and consuming our product. We don't take it lightly. I know we all know you have a lot of choices out there. Thank you for making John Boy Media your home, certainly in the baseball world. We greatly appreciate it. Special shout out to our guy, Dan Rourke, who's controlling things today and has the wonderful flowing hair. Did you see, Ploof, did you see his hair today? I barely got a, a glimpse of it. Let me see it, Dan. Dan, let's go. Pop on camp. Yeah. Damn, boy. That. Dude, what? What'd you do? Make, did you make a donuts run in the time we did the show? If you notice while the audio sounded weird in the first clip, my Duncan dude arrived right as I was playing. So <laughs> Wait a second. You, got a that's Duncan where you are dude. in life? You're having a dude knock on your door delivering Dunkin' Donuts? It costs $9 every day. Yeah. An additional $9? Well, it's four for the coffee, then like five for the delivery fees and stuff. Oh my God. You got to pay a delivery fee and then a tip. So it's like, you know. Wait a second. Damn. How- Damn. Dan, how close is the place to how close is Dunkin' Donuts to your place? Well, this is my Hoboken crib, so like I'd have to walk. <laughs> so it's four blocks away, but it's not exactly realistic right now. If I was back home, like in Tom's River, then I would drive. But you know, you got to do what, what you mean. It's Hoboken not realistic. Place. Four blocks in in New York. Well, it's not realistic when you're producing a show, you know. So either get it you go beforehand. Before. I've been waking up late recently, so yeah. Well, there it is. Got to do what you got to do, bro. You know. Holy smoke. That's that John Boy money. I better get an extension. It is. I James, know, right? If Dan's paying $9 for a coffee. That's what happens. I got no, my extension. I'll fly so. across the country and deliver it if that's what you're paying out. <laughs> I'm Jesus. taking myself out of here. All right. There he is. Love you guys. <laughs> Everybody have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to Baseball Today.